Welcome to Grown Dad Business. Yeah, guys, we're uh, we're we're back in Jason's house. Yeah, we're back in uh, Jason's house. Two Aaron Clabber, Jason Clark, right here. Yeah, two weeks. It's in a good row. to have you in the home. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me to your home. Yes. Uh, no, uh, you know this. Uh, we had we had, we wanted to talk about this because it's a grown dad issue. Yeah. And dude, it's a real it's a it's a real dad talk issue. Yeah. You so know? it's a it's a um. It's a life issue. It's yeah. A, uh, it's uh, a family issue. It's uh, there's a lot, and I've unpacked a lot, you know. So as you know, um, in the description of the show, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, there's no reason, there's no big like big reveal. I know I always make fun of myself because it's I'm, like it's a big reveal. Someone listening doesn't know what's yeah, coming. Just need to stop putting descriptions. But I typed it all out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They already know. Yeah, um, they but, already know. But no, um, Harlan Williams was on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was perfect timing. Ago. And it worked out perfect because um, my father uh, got ill suddenly and, and passed away. He died of pneumonia mm-hmm. and uh, was 72 years old. And so, um, yeah, a lot of me time. A lot of yeah. me time. A lot of me and uh, a lot of me trying to, you know, work through a lot of different things. And and then in the same um, the same week, a good friend of um, um, ours, um, Melissa and I, and, 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 uh, uh, was tragically killed. Yeah. Crazy news story. Um, he pulled over to, um, as a good Samaritan and pulled over to here in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was a broken down car and he pulled up behind him and was trying to help him get himself together to be able to get his car out or get him out of there. And a third vehicle came and hit the parked car. And then our friend and the person that was broke down basically went over the railing down to the street like 40 35 feet below and then was hit by another vehicle and um so there was a lot of um a lot of um emotions yeah yeah. uh, a lot of different things um and uh so we just sort of wanted to unpack a little bit of that today you know obviously like you know i i asked you i'm like you know is this something you want to talk about because you know we talk about stuff that's going on and we've talked about career stuff i mean yeah yeah if people have been listening in the last year you know you've heard some of our personal things yeah and 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 this is a grown dad issue that's why we want to you know seeing if you want to you know talk about it and it's and it's selfish too because it does you know it is an incredible form of um of um you know self-care to be able to talk and to be able to share your thoughts and um you know it was very very therapeutic yeah people understand like we're pretty open yeah communicators yeah it's a therapeutic form for the grieving process so we're gonna uh yeah we're gonna have some fun with this yeah boom (laughs) yeah let's get into it yeah we'll have some fun i'll talk tell some stories and have some fun with it go dad business with aaron cliver hey that's my dad's name and jason clark not my dad, but he's a cool dude. Nah, nah, ah. Rate and review. Subscribe and share. Grow Dad Business there and Yeah. Um, and do Back to get super dope. Boom. Back. Back. We're back. So yeah, guys. Hey, uh, thanks so much for everybody sponsoring our Patreon and uh, everybody listen. You're awesome. Subscribe and share, please. Rate and review. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, dude. You know, uh, I I always think too, like you know, uh, like I'm thanking people that listen, and I always think of like 
you know, like our friend Corey who listens, and I think of like, you know, uh, Nicole listens. You know, you yeah. know, she she posts a lot and comments, and I just think about they're younger parents than us, right? And I was telling you, I was like, you know, what's neat <clears throat> is that you know, from from listeners like that, and from some other people who have commented when we do these kind of real dad talk episodes, mm-hmm. these kind of more serious issues. I always think of it like, you know what, like, you know, some of these younger parents or younger people or whoever's listening, like, we're going to have to go through this stuff someday. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I always say, too, like, I learn a lot from you in a way where, where where I think this is a good dynamic is how you have older kids and I have little mm-hmm. kids, you know? And so it's like, oh, wow, I got to look forward to things. Right. This is one of those things you just, unfortunately, it's a, it's a thing that happens in life, but you don't want to look forward to it. Yeah. Cause this dude, this made me, you know, think like, man, like, wow, man, like I'm, we're really close with our parents, you know, like, yeah, I mean, all four <clears throat> of my parents are amazing, you know, grandparents yeah. and that's hard. And, and, and yeah, I, and, and that makes it even probably more especially difficult to, th- because you don't want to think about preparing for that. Yes, that's hard exactly. to, that's hard to put in your head. Like, right. But, <clears throat> you know, this was this was sudden and I and just sort of to give an idea like I had moments where I was uh, struggling with whether or not how I should feel in a lot right. of ways. My father um, and in my relationship, my parents, it's better to talk that way. My parents and my relationship, not a healthy relationship. Right. Um, a lot of turmoil. Um, um it was tough. It was tough. It wasn't, yeah. you know. Um, and, you, and you've talked before without like getting into detail. I mean, yeah. I you, mean, I you, was, you joke yeah. about it on stage. Sure, you left I'm, very, home. I'm very open about you it. You left got, home early. I didn't leave home. I got yeah. thrown out of the home. Right, right, I right. didn't, you know. I, you know, I made the decision that that would be the last time that she threw me out. Right. Um, and so, however you want to split that hair up, but the. Right, right. The, the punches that were thrown sort of told me, you don't need to come back. Sure, right. <laughs> um, so, so that was when I was 19 years old. And, um, and we, had, we had mended the relationship a couple different times over the years. And, um, you know, I just have a um, – the, the, it's just not your Ward Cleaver. It's not your the yeah, Cleaver sure. family relationship. It's not like that. Um, but um, – I recognized that I was I was not going when my father passed. I was not going to allow myself to think I should have. Hmm. I, I I was not going to say to myself, "You you you could have had more with him." Yeah, no, and I think no, like coulda shoulda. Yeah, I refuse to live like that because right, this yeah. is the this is the life we have chosen. This is the path. Right. I I say all the time, man. We get to choose our friends. We don't get to choose our family. Sometimes yep. our family don't fit into our world. Yeah, that's a harsh reality. Sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of times too. I, I, you know, even as as much as like you know, I've had abuse in my mm-hmm. in my side of the family. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, I don't have you know a a dad, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Sure. But you realize a lot of a lot of people go through that. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, that's why, you know, us talking about this, we know it resonates with people. I mean, I worked with teenagers. You've worked with mm-hmm. how many people throughout your life? Like, Thousands. people have all kinds of family problems. Well, it's, it, every family is so incredibly different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've had friends throughout the years that when they get close, I allow them to get close enough to me. Now I talk about it on stage and podcasts but i was very guarded to let them in in that kind of world but there's more to that world and the more that i let you know the more you can understand 
how I can be, you know, very flippant about the fact that I just, I don't have a relationship mm. on that level right. that a lot of people think of. Yeah, now, yeah. what that does, though, is I also have to explain, I love my dad. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and this sounds harsh. And I know that for people that know me and, and, and maybe know me as just not this deep of understanding, my dad is a very, very great man that married the wrong woman. Hmm. And I can just leave it at that. Yeah, you just right. have to understand that's what the dynamic was. Right, right. And my dad had a choice. No, that definitely <clears throat> my from, dad that my, definitely sets it up. My yeah. dad had a my dad had a choice and he made a choice. His choice was do I side with this guy? kid <laughs> that i love um right. that is going to leave or do i side with the person that i sleep under the same roof with every night and have to deal with the bullshit <laughs> yeah so dad right all said and done you, you chose the right path if you weren't going right. to leave altogether right, but right, right. but so I was dealing with this whole idea, I you know, uh, and, and fortunately I didn't have a whole lot of time to really think of it before he passed. Sure, yeah. He um, didn't... I got the call on January 20th um, from my brother. My birthday's the 21st. My daughter's birthday's the 20th. Melissa and I were going out for my annual birthday pizza. Yeah. And I get a call from my brother. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for my brother to be calling me today. He would definitely call me tomorrow mm-hmm. on my birthday. This Something's going to be up. Yeah. And he just, you know, he called and, you know, just told me my brother's five years older than me and he lives out near my parents. So my my brother took a very strong caretaker role with my dad. My dad had a stroke six years ago, a massive stroke, uh, would never walk again. Hmm. Um, Restricted diet could not. um, His speech was really was it was fine enough. You could have a conversation where he had like a different like tone to it. And he could not. he just couldn't put the words together with what his brain was trying to tell him to sure, say anymore. Yeah. And that was hard. Uh, my dad would tell you that losing the ability to walk, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. His ability to do what he was most yeah. ever proud about, which was able to talk and, and tell stories yeah, and, yeah. and be that person. You said, I mean, I, I, everything I've heard you say about your dad, about how such a, a great storyteller he was, it, and that watching him tell a story in a room, you it, know, that's where it, you get that from. I, I just remember there, I remember there being parties when we yeah. were younger, and I remember my dad controlled the room right yeah at Doing all Mrs. times Maisel bits remember did you Just, see the show oh i love it oh i love the show <laughs> running the room yeah, you know like he, at a party he would yeah. he would do that he would work the room and and everyone wanted to be around him and everyone wanted that energy and 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 so i i remember at an early age really listening to dad telling stories about mm-hmm. growing up in braddock and building rafts out of wood <laughs> to go across the Monongahela River so they could go. You know, to, the crazy shit yeah. that like kids were doing yeah. in the forties and fifties. Yeah. So they can go to <laughs> so they can go to Kennywood. Yeah. Because they, they live they live across the Monongahela River in you know, and here yeah. he is in the fifties, him and his Boy Scout buddies that just learned some knots. They build a raft and float go across, across the yeah. river to go to an yeah. amusement park. And and he would tell us a story about <laughs> his he right. had his buddy that was a, a Boy Scout. They were Boy right. Scouts together. They were on the river, and the wind and a crane hook got because they were by the steel mill. Mm-hmm. Crane hook, a storm hit, and a crane hook flew, took his buddy out. What? And they found his body 
a month later in the river. Are you kidding me? And my dad was 14. What, off a route? Off a raft? It, no. It, no, they were on a raft. They were on a thing in the river. Get out of here. And a crane from the, from the steel mill was locked. And it had that, you'll see the cranes there for moving yeah. different things. It, You're saying your dad saw his friend, like, whacked off the... Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. My dad was, this was his, like, best buddy. And, he just, and I remember him telling us that he actually got and went and helped the mother identify him. My, brother, my dad was, like, 14. What? And he said the only way that he could identify him was because he had his Boy Scout ring on his finger. Because he had been in the river for weeks. Oh, my God. So those, so those are things I remember my dad telling wow. these stories. And he would tell these stories. And they were rich. And they had color. Mm. And they had smell to me. Like, my dad's storytelling yeah. was amazing. Oh, you, I love detailed stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take me down that path and, and help me, you know, and paint that picture. So... That was dad, and dad was, you know, again, like I said, um, everything I, that is that I find that could be determined as a, a, a thought of as a positive trait, mm-hmm. um, I've gleaned that from my dad. Yeah, uh, there's the, the 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 great things that I that I am, I attribute to 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 him, um, and the, the the negative things, the things that I struggle with. I attribute to him as well, mm-hmm. um, but um, I recognize that, and I've right. always worked on that. Right, you know the idea of like different things that I knew that is that you just find yourself acting like your parents. Yeah, which you know is is hard, and, and you know, and I have an incredible wife that is, you know, that it would be hey, kind of kind of yeah, right, kind of look like your dad right now. Yeah, and it's like kind of a checkpoint. I'm like, yeah, that. Yeah, let me back that off a little bit. That wasn't the good side of dad. Um, but when I got the news and my brother told me, um, it was it was an instant sadness. At that point, we sure. didn't know, though. At that point, they just took him to the hospital because he was right. having breathing issues. Um, they didn't know. And my brother was like, I'm going to let you know as soon as I know something. Mm-hmm. And then he called me back later that night. We got home. And he said, hey, you know, you, you need to come out. Mm-hmm. And he talked to the doctor and the doctors, you know, hey, doc, what do you think? And the doc says, if there's anyone you need to call, you need to call them now. And um, so I got there and um, I haven't seen my dad in six years. Wow. It had, it's the first time I see my dad in six years. When my dad took the stroke, I was with my dad every day for over a month. Mm-hmm. My dad was um, admitted to um, Allegheny General, and for me, that's you know, it's fifteen minute drive. It's right here on this that's side great. of the city as me. Um, my brother just he lived a little further away, right, and yeah. at the same time, he couldn't. I was I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I was off work, so I had the flexibility, and I could do this and take care of this mm-hmm. part for my brother. Sure, yeah. And um, I sat with him for over thirty days, and you know, we worked through a lot of different things. And, um, but I, I knew that once I lost total access to him, yeah. whenever my mom would control who right. can talk to him and see him, I knew that that would pretty much be it. And, <laughs> and that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. I, I, I tried to maintain phone conversation contact with my dad. He never was given the messages Oof. and, um, I did have an opportunity. He, my dad called me one day 
And I, that's when I found out he wasn't getting the messages. And mm. I went right to his house and, you know, went in and my mom, it was an interesting time. And sure. she, le- she left the room and I had to assure my dad that I loved him. Yep. And I do love him. And I, yeah. and he's a very special person to me. And, um, I, and, and it, you know, when I walked in the room and, you know, he had a full, um, had a full face mask on. Yeah. Like, dude, he looked like he was from a, um, a, a space movie. Like yeah. He had a NASA helmet on. He was like a, uh, like a fire jumper. Yeah. Like a, uh, yes. fireman. Out yeah. There. They had that class yeah, yeah, shield. Yeah. Cause his, my dad is a, Forest l- fires. He's a large man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And above that, he's got a big fucking head. Like, t- how tall is your dad? Well, my dad was, I want to say my dad was probably six foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's he's a girthy dude. But he was really big. Before yeah. he had a stroke, he was, there was some, it was really, like, my dad yeah. had to have been 400 pounds Woo! at one point. That's, a, that's a wrecking ball right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, put that some bitch on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, put him on a, Yeah, he wasn't that big when he was riding. When he was still riding, it was after he was done riding. Okay. But he, um, but I, 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 but he's got this big head, right? And he's got this thing on, and but he could respond to me. He knew I was there. Um, yep. He was able to open his eyes. My brother and my mom left the room, and um, you know, I, I knew this was it. You knew. You just knew this wasn't. This was not going to come out on the other side. Yeah. And um, I started running my fingers through his hair like I always did. And, and uh, you know, I just kissed him on his forehead and told him everything that I ever wanted to tell him. Yeah, that's and, an amazing moment to and, have. And um, I've been very fortunate. I've had three very important men in my life die. Hmm. Two of them I've had that opportunity with. The third one I, I did not. My good mm-hmm. friend, growing up's dad, who um, I really looked up to as a father mm-hmm. figure, um, as well. And um, but my father-in-law, my father-in-law, I actually asked because he was diagnosed with um, brain cancer, the worst mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. Diagnosed in April, died in August. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asked me to eulogize him, mm-hmm. and he asked me to eulogize him while he was still alive. So I sat in my mother-in-law's living room holding the hand of my father-in-law and gave him his eulogy in front of his wife and his stepdaughter. His, you know, his stepdaughter. Wow. My wife. And uh, there's something that is incredibly powerful to know that you're saying words to somebody for the very last time. Hmm. And... At that time, I just knew that this was going to be my last time that, you know, I didn't know if he was going to make it through the night. And, sure. But they were just like, you know, letting us know. And um, so I stayed for a little while that night. And, um, you know, when I was running my fingers through his hair and I leaned into him <clears throat> before I gave him all the good stuff of love and admiration. Uh, and I said to him, I said, you still got that sexy fucking hair. <laughs> yeah. And my dad with this full face mask on, was barely opening his eyes, turns his head to me and laughed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, I will never hear a laugh that satisfying. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was on Sunday night. They decided that uh, they would um, take him and start hospice care on the following Wednesday 
Um, and uh, and if you know anything about hospice care, it is amazing. It is one of the most, whew, God, these people for a living comfort not just the dying but comfort the family yeah a lot of people don't you don't realize what that is until you really deal with it yeah and yeah. and you know there's a there, there, there was a moment when you know during the hospice process that my brother looked at me and sort of just said this just doesn't seem right man mm. the opposite side of that is just allow them to convulse and suffocate mm. so the idea that they are comforting, and it depends on what level, where they're at. Right. Um, but comforting the pain meds, mm-hmm. you know, and they do it and, and they change the dosage and they, they keep you fully informed of what's happening and where they're going. And these nurses, and we weren't even in full hospice like a facility. With my father-in-law, we were in a special facility for hospice. Mm-hmm. This was just in this hospital, um, Westmoreland Hospital in Greensburg. And... I was blown away at these young, young, I guess, because I'm just going to, they're old as my daughter, these right. nurses. Well, and look at your how, daughter. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know it's, it's saving people's lives. And, and these, these young nurses, all of them, they took, they were so caring. Yeah. They were so caring of all of our, of yeah. all of us. And, um, but we came back, I got the call. So I went back about two thirty. met, up there my mom and my brother were there my dad was now off the oxygen mask um and the process started and again he was able to recognize that i was there he Mm -hmm. was able to make um smile at me um kiss me um you know squeeze my finger and um we just started the day then and we just Mm -hmm. knew that we were all going to be hunkered down until the end Mm -hmm. and um so they started that process right then around three o'clock and um, they told us um, a little further into the evening that he's not going to make it through the night. Mm-hmm. So the pacing and what he's doing, he's not going to make it. And um, at one point, my mom left for about an hour to an hour and a half. And I sat with my brother, my older brother, my best friend, the, you know, we survived life together mm-hmm. at a very critical point when we didn't know where we were headed. Yeah, you guys had some good hustles. <laughs> we we were special special relationship yep. ever since we were little. Took we care had, of each so, other. Yeah, yeah, he really looked after mm-hmm. me, and uh, we didn't. We never, you know, you hear stories of brothers throwing televisions at each other and shit. You know, me and my brother never did that stuff. Yeah. We just didn't. And um, yeah, you guys weren't the Kaluji yeah, brothers. And I owe you know, I, you know, and I owe that to. You know, I have to owe that to my parents. Yeah, yeah. That that there was something that they did instill in us, but also we also knew that this is a fucked up situation, and we need each other. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you definitely form a bond. Where yeah. you're like, we got to look out for each other. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, um, but during this time when my mom left, I sat on one side of the bed holding my dad's hand. My mm-hmm. brother sat on the other side holding my dad's hand, and for an hour and a half, all we did was share stories with each other. That's great remember when stuff yeah and we start talking about friends that we had back in the day running around and the parties that we had and and um all the different stories whether it's one of my favorite stories that my brother likes to tell is a two-parter but his side of the story (laughs) is coming out to go to work in the morning and i was laying in the driveway with my legs in the car with the car running but my back was on the driveway nice (laughs) and my brother was just 
my brother come out and grab me up off the ground. He's like, you can't drive wasted in Penn Township. <laughs> Go around. <laughs> but, you know, but, um, but we, I got to tell the other side of the story from how I got to that point. Right, right. I remember that night, but us sharing these stories about a time in our lives that our father wasn't in our life. And we knew he would appreciate the stories. And right. we, we laughed together. We cried. We were quiet. Yeah. And just looked, just looked at each other and just looked at him. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a true, true moment of clarity of me understanding my role in all of this. Right. And how important that he was in who I am. And I went through a lot of phases of emotions over the years. Mm. There's a good chunk of time where I'm angry at my dad. Mm. I'm angry because... No, it, it makes sense. Because he had, he had a choice. Right. And um, even after things went south, he knew enough people that I knew enough people that knew each other. He could have found and, 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 and tried to make things different. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through that anger for a while. Mm-hmm. and um, But I've reconciled it yeah. in my heart. And I know that this is this is the journey. That's yeah. the journey. That's the story. That that moment got me to this. Right. And in between was so much growth and how much of a better person I've become because I had to work harder. Sure. I had to figure it out. I had to get lucky. I had to find this incredible woman that will support me (laughs) in whatever I do and is there saying to me, you don't think you can. I know you can. And you go and you do it. Yeah. And I built this incredible family and this team together. And I got very concerned. Yeah. I got very concerned that I modeled my ability to be a father off too much of what I felt was wrong that my parents did. Sure. Versus recognizing that fault of theirs, but focusing on the things that they did instill and they, they did put out there that was good. Right. And 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 so I had to have that discussion with my kids. Mm-hmm. My my son does not know his grandparents. Right. Okay. He would not know my parents if they walked in the door. Right. For some people, that's crazy talk. Right. My daughter does. Right. And 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 we like people go through that. And yeah. And I you was know? you know, but I was, I was very open and honest with both my children of mm-hmm. why aren't our grandparents with right. us? Um, I was open and honest with them. But I also felt that I I wasn't as um, honest to the side of things were really good. And I had that open discussion with both of them. And they were like, no, it's uh, it wasn't like that. We didn't think that way. Mm. My daughter, Alexis, knows that they hurt me. Sure. And uh, (laughs) and Alexis is like her mother. Yeah, right. Don't. Don't mess with right. the piece, person that I love more than anything. Sure. So it's an interesting thing there. Um, 
But it, you know, I I said to you when you know when you told me what happened. I think yeah. I think it's an amazing moment that you had. Yeah. That I think that your 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 last moment with your brother and your dad. That's what he wanted. That was that's, his heaven. That was his heaven at that, that time. Great. At that moment yeah. was my dad was listening to the two things that he was more proud of that he had ever accomplished right. in his life. That he had two boys that he raised that have lived a good life. Yep. And. uh uh, against some odds yeah. that he played a hand in. Sure. We came out on the other side okay, and we were there for him at the end. Powerful shit was at... He made it through the night, by the way. And yeah. my Uncle Jim, I talked to him, his older brother, and Uncle Jim said to me, I said, Uncle Jim, they're saying he's not going to make it through the night. He goes, fuck that. He's going to fight. He's a Clark. He's going to get a few more hours. Mm-hmm. And he did. And yeah. um, it was we would we were there all night and we would um, a, a couple of times we would just sort of zonk off a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, and just grab a sleep, um, walk out of the room and just please like just get a mom, moment of normalcy norm- and sure. just sort of breathe away. Right. And um, around seven in the morning, my brother and my mom were sleeping there and I'm just holding my dad's hand. And for some reason, I just started counting his breath. Mm. I started timing how long he was breathing and how long he was not breathing. And I counted my dad's breath for like the next two hours. That's all I did. I just counted. And I was in my head charting it, how far apart the breaths got. And I just kept holding his hand and counting. And I kept whispering in his ear, it's all good. You're good. You're doing so good. And uh, when I got to, um, holy shit, I'm a big numbers guy. <laughs> when I got to 56 seconds, and that's my favorite number, um, I woke them up mm-hmm. and said, it's, it's soon. Mm-hmm. And within the next couple minutes, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are things for me that means stuff. I, I think of those things. And, sure. Um, I think of how special of a life that, um, that I live, yep. that I got this moment. And, you know, I used to talk about my dad and think I'm, you know, people are like, Oh, you're 40 years old and you're going to start doing comedy and you're doing podcasts and you're right. running a comedy theater. What is this life? How does this happen? <laughs> and they're like, you're in your forties. It's a young person that does these things. I'm like, I don't think of it that way. I look at it as an opportunity to live life because my dad went to work every day at three o'clock in the right. morning, came home at five o'clock, sat down, ate dinner, fell asleep, woke up and went to work again. Yeah. That's the way I always thought about my dad. Right. And I would say, I don't want to live that life. Yeah. And I want to experience life. And I didn't. But then I started thinking about my dad and I started having people reach out to me Mm -hmm. for the first time ever. I really looked at social media and said, you get this part of this right. Yeah. Right. We as a society, we as a friend group, people that I haven't spoke to um, in years or forever found out about my dad passing. Mm hmm. And, and, and it connected these individuals to me to help you through that grieving process. Right. And that's important. Little stories and yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, someone posted the obituary on the page from my, from the Braddock page, you know, the friends of Braddock or whatever page. 
And my sister-in-law said, Jay, you need to go. When someone calls me Jay, that's yeah. from my previous life. <laughs> that's, <sporadic. laughs> that's That's, yeah, North Huntington and uh, back hometown. But um, she's like, Jay, you need to go see this page. There's some people putting some really nice stuff about your father on mm. it. So I went on it and started reading it. And people start posting pictures of my dad from his yearbook. Crazy. Now, understand, I don't have – my dad didn't talk about that much stuff with us. He had a dope nickname. He had a great nickname. <laughs> and And so what I ended up realizing is that my dad – through each stage of life, lived a different life. Mm. Each section, so based on what his name was. Yeah, right. <laughs> when my dad was a kid and, and growing up and living in Braddock, he was known as Ace. He was Ace. Yeah. He was the youngest Clark boy, and he was the he was the one. Don't fuck with any of them because he was the guy that would come and clean. He was house. the crazy young one. My dad was crazy. If they were picking on the older brothers or the sisters, they'd they'd bring in my dad. And because my dad didn't give a fuck. (laughs) And he was a big dude. He was big. My dad was the the money runner in Braddock where he would pick up the money from the gamblers Mm -hmm. and run it to the other side of the city and run down the sidewalk like that whole crazy thing you would think of. Right. But he was ace in Braddock. And then there's a group of people that reached out to me, you know, that he was coach. Right, right. He was their football coach. He was my first right. ever football coach. Yeah. And these guys from my childhood are reaching out to me and saying things to me like, your dad was so inspira- mm. influential to me becoming who I am today. Wow. And, and in those those moments, you don't have to say that. It could be very easily, I'm very sorry for your loss. Sure. I really enjoyed your father. But when you have... I had two different grown men say that to me yeah. about my father... That was special. Yeah. So he's got he's coach, and then he's the cake man because he drove for Hostess Cakes for twenty five years. Dude. I questioned a lot of my childhood friendships. <laughs> I thought they were using me for the Hostess Cakes, dude. And that's 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 one of the best stories and episodes we have. If you go back to the snacks trilogy, yeah. Uh, we I think it's the second part. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to all three it's, of them. It's, but either way, yeah. Yeah. Listen to all three of them. But uh, you talking about your dad as a Hostess ca- Cake. Yeah driver was that's what awesome. he that's what he was my whole so life great. my yeah, whole yeah. life that's what he was right, right he was a milkman before that and he would right. joke he would go hey you know what you're a milkman's kid yeah because the whole thing was oh whose kid's that doesn't look like yours must be the milkman he's yeah, like right. you are the milkman's kid because he was a milkman when, he, make any when he made me did he make any jokes about uh you have tons of brothers and sisters all around my route uh, <laughs> when, those jokes yeah, abound that's yeah that guy that's there so, so yeah he was known as the cake man and then he was a biker and i by talked the way up, the cake man is a dope name oh yeah it was oh you don't know man. the cake man you know a cake man get some cake you want some cake <laughs> My dad would drive. My dad had a. My dad had a route. Like they have different routes, and they'd have to bid on better routes. And seniority, you got the better routes. And um, I remember it was a little bit later on in his time with Hostess because he was tenured. Mm -hmm. He got a route that was where he wanted, not far from our house. Mm -hmm. And he would pull up in this town in Jeanette. Jeanette is a um, a declining. Um, um, town industrial town industrial yeah. town a lot of a lot of a lot of tough living going yeah, on in yeah. Jeanette and um, good my, football though <clears throat> good fo- good sports <laughs> and my dad would pull up like in the summertime and all the guys would be playing basketball in the um, in the cages so you go in there and the courts would be caged off yeah. and my dad would just get out of his host truck pull the hostess truck up 
take cases of snack cakes and just throw them onto the court and leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was just like, here's these kids out here trying to, you know, just yeah. having a good time, having fun. And I don't know when the last time they had themselves a treat or something sure, like that. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? So that was the type of stuff that dad as a cake man would right. do. You know, and then he was the biker to a lot of people, and he was known as Wild Bill. Dude, that was Wild so Bill. Crazy. Wild Bill was wearing the, you know, the um, rings with skulls on them. Yep. He was also the guy that was teaching. Yeah, he was coaching that Catholic school football team. <laughs> but on weekends, yeah. he was a biker, and he ran with biker friends, and he had some friends like that. And we, our vacations every year, as I've, it's been well documented, was, <laughs> was to bike week in Daytona Beach, and I wanted nothing to do with that lifestyle. It did not fit who <laughs> I was. Um, but Dad knew that, so that's when Dad would give me rolls of quarters when we got to Daytona Beach, and that was my... I went to the I went to the game room on the boardwalk boardwalk with right. my bag of quarters, man. I'll just play Tecmo Bowl all goddamn day. <laughs> I'll jack you up. But Dad knew that. So then, um, and then you know, then he was known as Snowball. Then he was known as Snowball. Wait, Snowball. So Snowball was interesting. Wait, wait, wait I never heard. Wait. So my dad, my at this point now, my dad's not riding anymore. Right. Um, but he's partying. My parents partied, bro. <laughs> I partied with my parents. I'm talking partied. Party. Um, but they partied a lot Hi, harder than what I had ever like seen. Party. Yeah. But they were in this group, man. They hung out at this dive bar in this town run by this dude named Fish. Yeah, dude, Fish. Fish drank. Fish owned the bar and drank two cases a day. Yeah, dude. And he was the skinniest person <laughs> that you know. Um, but they hung out at this place. Bar- I know. I know a bar owner that runs uh, open mic right now. That's the same person. <laughs> so, bar- <laughs> but he, um, um, but you know, Joking. playing pool and pool leagues and just drinking and all the time. And um, they joked and said, "Oh, he, what do you do?" And he worked for Hostess Cake. Yeah. So Fish was like, "Oh, you know what I like? I like those snowballs." They nicknamed them Snowballs because of the hostess cake. Oh, my God. Which are bomb. Then a few more drinks later, a couple more bottles of Jack Daniels. Well, you know what? If he's Snowballs, and that's his wife, she's Noballs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's how nicknames get started in the deep woods. So they go to their favorite bar and they're Snowball and Noball? Snowball, Noballs. And then. Oh, my God. Oh, then wait. People are so creative. And then they're like, oh, wait. There's his oldest son. Because me and my brother are sitting there getting drunk. Bill Balls? He is slush. And it's stuck. There are people that only know my brother as slush. Wait, are you kidding? I am not kidding you, bro. Slush? That was his nickname. Based on... Snowballs, Puddles, Slush. Wait, who's Puddles? Me. You were Puddles? And it never stuck. Puddles and Slush, dude. That sounds like a kid's show. It would not. They they, <laughs> they tried. They tried. Dude. And, and it would not. I'd be like, uh, f- nope, you're not fucking. No, no. And I, dude, I, Slush is such a. Slush sounds like a character in a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. You know Slush? You know Slush. There's Slush and Puddles. Well, Slush and Puddles and No Balls one night cleared that bar out. Dude. One night. <laughs> and we were in that bar without my dad one night and some dude was playing pool with my brother and um, me and my mom and my brother were drinking Jack Daniels for a few hours and we were playing pool and this guy 
didn't know I was with my brother and mocked my brother from behind um, where he was playing pool. Oh, yeah. So my mom looked at me and I said, I'll take care of this. <laughs> and I went over and I g- grabbed the cue stick and it was on. And, <laughs> and he had three, brody, three buddies with him and it was me and my mom and my brother with, <laughs> with fish, too. And, and fish. And fish. Fish was going to protect the Clark clan. Slush and puddles going at it, dude. Going at it, but puddles never stuck. Um, oh I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it stick. But, but no, he just lived this life. It was a life. It was a life of, yeah, things, man. He lived his life the way that he thought he could best live it. Made decisions, and I, you know, when I reconciled with him the last time before he had his stroke, um, we sat down and had a discussion about some stuff. It was right after his brother died. And, um, you know, when these things happen, your emotions get heightened and, you know, you start taking the things into account. And he mm-hmm. did that. We sat down and we talked and I agreed that I was willing to work on things with him, mm-hmm. with just him. And we'll let it grow from there and see what happens. But he sat there and he just looked at me across the table and he said, I did the best with what I knew. And at the first, you know, I was just like. If you were angry at him, you would say, well, you're good, wasn't good enough, and you needed to recognize that. Hmm. But the more grounded person that I am, I sit there and go, yeah, we are all products of where we came from. We only know what we know, and we have to make that choice as parents. Mm -hmm. Are we going to recognize the, the tough stuff, the opportunities for growth are we going to recognize it and get better or are we going to just continue to be that can we recognize the really good things you know what hey man i think you married the wrong woman but one thing he taught me was loyalty yeah Hmm. loyalty to her yeah loyalty to your family loyalty to each other yeah i learned that and i grasped that from him and dad wasn't going to sit down and have these talks with me Hmm. But I just can gl- get that from it now. Sure, yeah. It's distorted. Mm-hmm. It's distorted his loyalty. Um, but at the same time, I recognize that. Yeah. I I recognize that my dad is um was someone that would want to bring people together and not sure. push them apart. And yeah. that's probably the biggest challenge to sit there and go, you know. But I'm very very. Very happy that I got to spend the time that I got to spend with him. Yeah. Um, to know that um, how I felt and how important that he was to me. And, um, you know, it's um, it's one of those deals. It's one of those things where you just, as an adult grieving, we feel like we can't, you should. Yeah. Let it oh, out. Oh, yeah. Let it out. But at some time you do <coughs> have to. We told you. We're crying, dads. Channel that energy. Yeah, you have you to. You know, I... I I was <laughs> I was laughing at his in his in church for his funeral. Okay, mm. so I don't know. So let's talk about this two seconds. <laughs> the whole pageantry and I cannot even just hold tight. Let me go. The whole pageantry. You save this for the post show. <laughs> oh man! Is... No, I want everyone to have yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh uh-uh. The pageantry of funerals. Is absurd. Catholic funerals. Catholic funeral. Catholic funeral. But most, most, oh, yeah. Most funerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Catholic funerals are. Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. It's a lot. 
So, God Almighty, I I get it's like, it's like a Pharaoh. So my dad passed. My dad passed on Wednesday. Whatever reason, I don't know why, but whatever. Service not till the following Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my father was cremated, mm-hmm. which is cool. I'm down with that. I'm about that. Yeah. But I never really put much thought into how does a, a Catholic, like, I knew they never accepted that either. Like, in the Catholic Church, you could never be cremated. Mm-hmm. Now they've obviously probably found a way to monetize it, and that's a way that they could, you know, accept it now because that's, anyways. There's a loophole. There's a loophole. Yeah. Um, so I get, I just get a call from my brother. And it says, hey, the funeral's Tuesday at 930. I'll see you at the church. Right? We talked a little bit more, but okay. there was no, like, so do we have to meet before? Is there going to be a eulogy? Is there gonna, nothing? I'm just showing up. I accept my role in all, all of right. this, and I'm good. All right. I haven't been around for the last six years. You got it all planned out. We're good to go. I'll You're be playing, there. Well, I'll be there. Any organ? <laughs> so we show up, and um, my brother comes to me, and he says, uh, they want one of us to carry him down. Yeah. And he goes, and I, I just can't. Mm. I got you, bro. Mm-hmm. I'll carry I'll carry him. And uh and I'm thinking it's just like this little I don't know what it is. I think it's a vase. Yeah. Right? Just think it's one of those metal vases, right? An urn, right? Yeah, right? I think it's an urn, right? It's a box. Bro, it's like a cigar box. It was like a humidor. My yeah. dad was in a humidor. Yeah, it was okay. Little, it was I, like a it was like for four watches. Right. Four nice watches. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. Time to go. Oh, and and will your son take up the gifts? Sure, I know what the gifts are because I'm a reformed Catholic. Mm-hmm. My kid doesn't know. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you want to do the gifts? He's like, what gifts? Are you Nintendo? What are we doing? Yeah, what gifts? I don't know. Why are we giving him presents? Mm-hmm. No, I give my son more credit than that. But my daughter, my my son and my niece, my daughter, my brother's daughter, they agreed. You know that they would do the communion thing, whatever. Um, but it's time to go, right? And we had a good number of people there. You were there that that morning, mm-hmm. and thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good crowd. Yeah, and a snowstorm coming through, and you know when you talk about all this different, like you know, lives your dad yeah. le- you yeah. led. I looked around that church, and I could see the pockets of people. Sure, from there, from the from life. his different yeah. parts of his life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he was a bus driver at the end. Yeah, yeah. That, in his end, his last job he did, he drove transit buses from the Westmoreland County mm-hmm. to the city of Pittsburgh. So, um, but yeah, no. So, so it's a good number of people in the church. Whatever. Uh, I didn't anticipate how fucking heavy this box was going to be. <laughs> like, was it lead line? Like I'm like, what the? I put my fingers under it, grab it, I go to lift hefty. it. It was a little hefty, and I'm thinking, Pop was a big guy, but your ashes can't equal like. Well, if you think about it, the wood was. I think it was more about the wood. Well, if you think about it, let's say you pick up like a a bag of a bag of flour. Yeah. Think even a half but, a bag of flour. Well, even got if it's some, five, got some weight. Oh, it's to five it. pounds. A five pound okay. bag of flour. Yeah. But the reality of like, but if you never would think it was five pounds, it's no. like when you go to lift something that you think is light and you yeah. go to grab it, or vice versa, you think something's heavy and you throw it up over your head because it's so light. But that was my Dude, first. This is so funny. That was my first reaction. You're and, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, why are you so heavy? Did Dad? they put his rings in there? Yeah. <laughs> was, was it his biker rings? Does he got a chain? Is there a nine, gun? Nine, Does he have a knife? Might be a gun in there. Is there a knife? You know how people slip things into? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Have in you the ever, casket. Have you ever slipped things in the no, casket? I've, no, I've, no. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to do that. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I love how you say we used to do that. But I learned like that used to go to funerals. Well, me and my like, brother would go to biker in? funerals and our friends' oh, right. funerals, and and you would put joints. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You put joints in the casket. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But anyways, um, um. So yeah. So I'm. So and then I'm walking down the aisle. There's me and my brother. My brother never walking down the middle aisle of a church. Yeah, I mean, right. what are we doing? You know. And, and and so we're walking shoulder to shoulder, and I'm crying. But at the same time, I'm going. The box is so fucking heavy. <laughs> did you tell him? Did you like? Hey, you should feel this, <laughs> right? Would it be funny Just if halfway this. down, I'm like, seriously, bro? Like, I know you don't want to, but yeah. feel this. This yeah. is a little much. But we do this procession. It's just these two guys. Did my mom walk down before us? Did they make her walk in or no? no? Just us. No, no. Yeah. Shit. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just you guys. We're marching. Yeah. Like, we're walking down the aisle, and I'm carrying my dad in a box, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is just different than carrying a casket. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just yeah. is. Very different. And tears are dropping onto the box. Yeah. It's big, yeah. And, then at the, and then the next thing I know. Why are all you people staring at me? Yeah, it's just there's Why are to, you looking at us? nothing to look at. Look straight ahead. No, it's Am I, sh- Then you start getting in your own head. Yeah. Should I be crying harder? Yeah. Am I crying too much? There's no, no. Should I show more? I don't know. <laughs> but I get up there. We, we I, I drop Pop off. I have a table yeah. for him. Put a cross on. My brother carried a cross. They put the cross on it, right? Yeah, they give that. They gave. They it, give it. Give they it give it. Mom. They get it engraved, and then it yeah. goes on their wall for like all, all Souls Day. Yes. and then when they celebrate All Souls Day, is the day that they mem- remember everyone that died that year, and yes. then you get your all cross the members, back. and then you. That's how that works, right. right? Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there in the pew, sad. This is a thing, yeah. right? I'm very. Very happy because I I would have loved to have seen a eulogy for my dad. Mm. I would have loved to have been able to speak about my dad. Sure. But I also knew that it wasn't necessarily my place to even suggest something like that. Because mm. a lot of times during Catholic services, the priest truly doesn't know the people getting married, right. nor do they know the person that that's getting buried. Right. This was a very good friend of my dad's. Mm-hmm. My dad befriended the priest from here. He, mm-hmm. My dad would cook at fundraisers for them. They would mm-hmm. drive around town together when my dad could drive. And it was amazing to hear that priest talk about yeah. my dad and tell those stories. He was really involved. Yeah. It was yeah. Neat. Yeah. So that was refreshing and that was great <laughs> yeah. to hear. And, um, but as I'm sitting there, I start laughing. Yeah. And I'm laughing. And Melissa looks at me and she knows enough about me that she knows probably where my head is at. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of shit that my dad would think at this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and the first thing I recognized was the altar servers which growing up used to be altar boys. I was an altar boy. My dad was an altar boy. My uncles were altar boys. Yeah. You were an altar boy and a Catholic. You did that. That was your gig. You were the best at it. And I just looking at this, and now they're all older people, mm-hmm. okay, volunteer or whatever they're doing. And I watch this guy ring the bell, and in my head I could just hear my dad going, yeah, he ain't ringing those bells like he <laughs> gives a shit. And I just started giggling, and then I look at the church behind him, and there's like, something dripped from the ceiling. It's a beautiful church. Yeah, yeah. But there was like a 20-foot streak on the back of the altar. There was just this line. Drip. And I just, again, I was just like, hey, hey Father, you guys, uh, you, we need to do a paint drive? What we need to do get this painted up? It's <laughs> looking up like. a roof. Yeah, we want to do. I'm <laughs> sure we can call some guys. Need some tar paper up just, there? Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> laughing at this moment. And then I turned around. At one point, and faced all of you. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't remember that. And I locked eyes with my cousin Marianne because I turned around because I wanted to really see, honestly, 
all these people that came to celebrate sure, my father. Absolutely. Because yeah. it is about celebrating. It yeah. is about celebrating the great stuff. It's yeah. not about what of, what if, could have, should have. Yeah. Nope. It's all it's all that doesn't matter. Every day is a gift. And any day that I get to celebrate life with a f- person mm-hmm. in that moment in time, no matter how long or how short it is, that was a mo- an important moment because it's part of our stories together. And mm. all I want to do is continue to live a story yeah. and continue to write chapters. And my dad did that. Yeah. My dad wrote some chapters, mm. good and bad. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. Um, good decisions, bad decisions. So his parents, I said it before, it's the shittiest job in the world because you do not get a job evaluation until they're much older and you get to see how they've <sighs> turned out. And um, my dad got A's. Yeah. He did okay. Yeah, he did all right. I'd probably give him a B plus. <laughs> but he did great. And yep. He did great at the end. And um, dealing with this as an adult, I can't imagine that when that day comes for somebody that is mm. extremely close with their parents. Yep. Um, I have a friend that she lost her mother who was like a mother to me. She lost mm. her to, um, to, 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 to leukemia and, and, and just cancer. Just in general. Just, it's unbelievable yeah. what it does. But she was so young and just vibrant and and i just remember how difficult they were so close and there's no words Mm. there's no words for that that takes years i think that i think for me i'm more in a situation of um in a strange closure yeah to a chapter and i appreciate it Mm. and i and i love every minute of it so um don't be afraid if you go through these things Mm. to Find those people you can talk to. Yep. And then don't be afraid to sit in your car and cry. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. That's what we do. It doesn't yep. matter. You just got to let it out. You can't keep the shit in. You got to be able to talk it through. And, yep. And, and, and then laugh. Mm-hmm. And that man loved to laugh. <laughs> he loved to make people laugh. So um, I appreciate being able to sort of talk about this. Yeah. And, uh, Dude, thanks so much for uh, telling, you know. Yeah. Telling the story, I, like I said, I think it's important, you know. Yeah. And and people, people, you know, when we talk kind of real talk, I mean, it's people are going to go through it one day. I'm going to go through it, yeah. you know. And you know, it's good. It's it's good to hear about it and kind of yeah. process a little bit. So, yeah, yeah dude, mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. I love Thank your brother. You. Thank I you. Love you too, bro. For appreciate doing that. It. Yeah. Hey, it was, so uh, uh, here here's to Ace, aka uh, Wow Bill, aka, AKA Coach, Coach, aka Snowball. Snowballs. AKA well uh, the milkman the milkman the hostess the man <laughs> okay, and uh, and uh, Bill Clark Bill Clark yeah, yeah dude Bill Martin William Martin Clark yeah it's a good guy did all right he did, did all right he did good he did good.